everyone. I'm Dina. And I'm Charlotte. Welcome to the Grim Curriculum Extra Credit. How the heck are you, Charlotte? I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little toasted right now, but the stories that I have for you today are interesting and hilarious, so I think I'm in the right mood for it. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, to hear what you got. I've got some gooders myself, and... I think after our most recent episode, we need something that is not about a scary cannibal. Yeah, yeah. My first story does have certainly a dark element to it. And some of you out there might have heard of this before, but it's the Salish Sea human foot discoveries. And for those of you that don't know, the Salish Sea is on the west coast of North America. It's mainly like Vancouver, Vancouver Island, and sort of northern Washington. And basically, since August 20th, 2007, feet in shoes by themselves just wash up on the shores. You don't want that. That is horrifying. Yeah, it certainly had people kind of puzzled because these feet were of all different sizes. Um, they belonged to all different genders, all different ages. They were the feet of men, women, and children, and they were all wearing different shoe brands. They couldn't really link them together. Some of the feet that were discovered ended up being matched to one another, but in some cases, like this one, a man's right foot was found on the shore of Valdez Island, British Columbia, on August 26, 2007. And then it was found quite a few months later on June 16, 2008 on West Ham Island, BC. So these feet are just showing up all over the place. That's a good way to ruin a picnic. Because a lot of them were found by members of the public as well, which is, you know, that would really upset your day for sure. Wouldn't it? So this is starting to look obviously very suspicious to everybody in the know. By the time the fifth foot was found, this sort of became a international media sensation, right? People are like, what the fuck is happening on the West Coast of North America right now? Um, but as it turns out, they don't think it's anything overly malignant. It's not unusual for the foot to detach when a body decomposes just because of the structure of the bones. Mm -hmm. And because they're in the shoes, the shoes cause them to float, so they float ashore. But what is weird is no other body parts show up. <laughs> like, it's only the feet. Uh, honestly, like, maybe they're getting eaten. That's where the logical part of my brain goes. But then at the same time, it's just like, that's weird. Quite a few of them. So 15 of the 20 feet that have shown up were found in British Columbia. And 13 of those 15 have been identified through DNA analysis and all sorts of stuff like that. There was quite a few hoaxes, which is really kind of, I don't know, like, guys, don't do shit like this. Apparently, another human foot discovered June 18th, 2008 on Tai Spit near Campbell River on Vancouver Island was a hoax. It was a skeletonized animal paw, which had been put in a sock and a shoe and then stuffed with dried seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's like, a messed up thing to do. So twisted. And the Mounties, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, had to launch an investigation into all this after the 11th foot was found at the end of August in 2011. Several running shoes containing what police suspected was just raw meat were found. Ew. Yeah. So there's people out there like fucking around with the uh, the popo. So yeah. What do you think it is? Based on the people that have been identified, they've all sort of died. Like, there's been explanations for their deaths, whether it be they've passed away because they've taken their own lives or they've drowned and it just the way they wash up. Yeah. Um, Their deaths themselves aren't all that unusual, but it's just like, where's where's the rest of (laughs) you? Oh, my God. Seriously. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, the coroner in BC doesn't seem too phased about it. He said foul play's basically been completely ruled out for the reasons I said before, and that their feet had just detached during the normal decomposition process. Finding the feet and not the rest of the bodies, it has been deemed unusual. And in fact, Finding two feet that belong to the same person has been guessed at a million to one odds. And honestly, the fact that they've been able to pair up quite a few of them is a complete anomaly, said one police officer. Oh, that's wild. Honestly, like, because you're right. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yeah. So, yeah, these people aren't particularly linked. Don't worry. It's not some sort of crazy serial killer. And in fact, this goes back a long way. As much as there has been 20 feet wash up in recent times, way, way back in 1887, a boot with a foot in it washed up on British Columbia's coast and again in 1914 another human leg encased in a high boot was found on the beach so it's been happening for quite some time that's not the way you want your body to be discovered is it no i don't think so so i guess uh for you tourists out there and you locals that live in the salish sea islands and on vancouver island i guess watch out for lonely feet washing up on your beaches And those of you who are from around there, do you know something that we don't? Send us an email at thegrimcurriculum at gmail.com. Let us know, because I feel like there's something we're missing here. This is just weird. Yeah, I'm so open to your theories as to why we're only finding feet washing up on these beaches. Oh, I hate that. Right? It's creepy. I wouldn't want to be like walking my dog one day and you just like see a lonely Reebok or some shit and you're like, oh, no, not again. And you, you can't avoid it. You have to do something about it. Yeah, 100%. You have to call the police. You have to go over and check. Because if you call the police and it's just a lonely shoe with no foot in it, you look like an idiot. So you have to go look. That's so awful. (laughs) It is. Now, I'm going to follow up that wacky story with another wacky story. This one does not involve uh, any deaths per se. I'm going to read directly from the Military Times article just titled 84-year-old German sentenced after hiding World War II Nazi tank and anti-aircraft cannon in his house. Oh my god. And they have a picture of him at the top of the article, and he just looks like someone's granddad. (laughs) You know what? That is just like, he wanted that, and he made it happen. 
Well, he had a horde of things. It wasn't just the tank and the 88 millimeter anti-aircraft flak cannon, but he had like basically an entire arsenal from World War II in his (laughs) cellar. So the tank, he reportedly purchased it and restored it back in the 1970s. He brought it to Germany after it was sitting untouched in an English junkyard for basically years and years. So he restored it. He kept it in his cellar, but he wasn't shy about showing it around. And according to (laughs) local reports, he drove it on multiple occasions, even using it as a snowplow during a particularly harsh winter. (laughs) You know what? That's something if you have it, you have to brag about it. I mean, who has a World War II tank? There's not too many people out there anymore. But back in 2015, the 84-year-old had his house raided after authorities saw some of his artifacts while conducting searches for stolen Nazi art from World War II. Oh my goodness. So yeah, he was just unlucky. In addition to the tank and the cannon... Officials found a mortar, a torpedo, 70 rifles and machine guns, more than 1,000 rounds of ammunition. However, most items were determined to be non-operational. But holy cow, little German granddad gives Texas a run (laughs) for their money. Holy cow. That is amazing. You know what? Good for him. I mean, it's quite the collection. Um, He also had an array of Nazi memorabilia, including busts of Hitler himself, Reich Eagle decorations, Nazi uniforms, swastika pennants, and SS rune-shaped lamps. Oh my goodness! Okay, so not that innocent. No, I I mean, it's one thing to have an interest in certain things. I think it's very important to upkeep on history because those who forget history are doomed to repeat it, as they say. Agreed. But (laughs) when it takes nearly nine hours for two dozen German soldiers to remove all these items from your house, I think it's a little more than just a collection. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't have like, you know, what? if you have one thing that's kind of you can explain that away, but having like an entire giant collection, that's a bit of a red flag. And if your collection includes a 40 ton tank... Then again, you know, in his defense, they ended up uh, all in museums. He was basically court ordered to donate them away or they had to be purchased. But he was sentenced to pay a pretty hefty fine. It was a 250,000 euro fine, which would be approximately 300,000 US. Holy shit. Yeah. So little old granddad with a Nazi World War II horde in his cellar. Oof. (laughs) I mean, that makes you go like, oh, maybe my grandparents aren't so bad. You never know who your neighbors are. That's also very true. All right. Our next story takes us to Texas. Oh, Uh, speaking of Texas. Right? (laughs) Now, okay, this one has me kind of thinking because I have questions. This is from People.com on August 18th. They posted this article. Texas woman asks for public's help identifying mysterious animal caught on camera near her home. Which okay. always intriguing. 
I have to say, I haven't clicked on the link you uh, sent me yet, but just from the thumbnail, at first glance, I was like, oh, that's a cow. And then I was like, no, no, it is not. What is that? It looks like a lion, but also kind of a dog. Like, what the hell is this thing? Right? So, okay. Tina Collig shared photos of a creature that she saw just outside of her yard, and she is asking people to help her identify what this thing is. She saw it walk around her yard. It stopped. It ate some berries, and then it left. She wants people to know. She says, you know what? The photos aren't fantastic, but I want some answers here. They're saying that it looks like a cross between a coyote and a dog. I disagree. Uh, Charlotte, if you don't mind clicking the link that I sent you, I would like for you to let me know what you think. Because I have my theory. I'll say it right now. It looks like a weird-ass lion thing. And that is where my head is at. I don't know. They're saying that it's a dog with skin issues, which I've seen dogs with mange. It doesn't look proportionally like a dog with mange. I don't know. It's just weird. It's such an odd thing because it looks equal parts canine and feline. Does that make sense? That's so accurate. I I wonder, like, it looks fairly big also. Do we have a rough idea how big it is? It's, it's a little hard to tell in the image. That's kind of the issue is we don't really know. Um, there is a theory. Mm-hmm. That it is an American badger. Oh? And I'm looking at a picture uh, right now. And I just looked up a photo, you guys. Feel free to, like, Google American badger right now while you're listening, unless you're, like, driving or something. But, like, you know, (laughs) Google it. I don't think that's right. That's not the same animal. I think its legs are way too long. Yeah. I want to say it's like a bear with mange, but it's got really big ears also. And bear's ears aren't that big. Exactly. That's what I don't get. Like to me, it looks like a lion that someone shaved poorly. That's the best way for me to describe it. It's a tough one. It's a conundrum for sure. I don't know if Texas has themselves a new sort of weird cryptid. It almost is giving me prehistoric vibes. Yes. You know, that, is yep. it is it like one remaining thing that we haven't seen in so long? But I, I don't know. I'm very curious. I want to see if, if we've missed something because I tried to find an update. I couldn't. I want to know what this thing is because I'm sure it's something completely normal, which is that's not very exciting. But there's a <laughs> chance that this is something strange because to me, I look at it and I cannot explain what that is. No, certainly not. And I would say, you know, it's fairly well lit. Yes, it's a little zoomed in. It's a little grainy, but it's pretty obvious what it is in the sense that you can see it all. You know, it's not like some sort of like weird shadow that could be misconstrued as something else. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> it's a weird one. But yeah, the the main thing that they're saying that it must be is, again, they're just saying American badger. And they're saying that's not a honey badger. It's an American badger, which, again, I looked that up. That's not the same thing, I swear. I think it's too big for that. But it's so hard to tell from this perspective. I agree. I don't like it. It's funny as fuck, though. I almost think it looks like a hyena. It just looks like something that escaped a zoo and, like, got sick. I don't know. Or it's just, like, something that's, like, hella weirdly bred. Like, it's, like, a combination of a bunch of different dog breeds or something. Yeah, right. It just, it looks like a lot of different animals put together. That's what I don't understand. 
This one has me completely stumped. Okay, so I want to talk about a lady who we have mentioned on the show quite a few times. Oh, yeah, she's like one of our biggest heroes, guys. Ms. Carrie Rawson. She is a writer. She is an advocate. She is also the daughter of Dennis Rader, aka BTK. And she is one of the strongest people I have really seen when it comes to this kind of thing because she is taking down her own dad right now. It's freaking amazing. She's doing amazing work. So this is what's happening. They have been searching his old home and a bunch of his old properties, and they have located evidence of more BTK victims that are potentially victims. They they can be anywhere from around 1963 to 2005. Holy cow. They've basically found quite a few different drawings that he did. There is one that is being called Green Dress. There is one that is being called Barn Girl 3. So we have Barn Girl 2 and 1, of course. It's a lot of different young ladies that he drew in very, very vulnerable positions. And we know that that is what he did with his victims. Am I... Correct in saying that he's pretty much denying all of this right now also. He hasn't really said it. He's not cooperative at all. That's the thing. He never has been. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to say anything that is going to incriminate him any further. I never understand that. Dennis, you're in there for fucking life, bud. You're not getting out, so you may as well tell us what you fucking did. That's the thing, and that's what I don't understand, because he... Basically, we'll cover his case one day, of course. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that he did is he was upset that his crimes weren't getting enough news coverage and that people weren't more shocked by them and things like that because they didn't share everything. So he was the kind of guy where he wanted the credit. So the fact that he is not wanting the credit is very strange. Yeah, it seems like a complete 180 from what we know of him, right? Exactly. But the fact that she is sharing all of this, she is helping get, you know, get all of this information out there and get all of the evidence out there. I think it's, I can't imagine being in a position like that and having to take down your own father. And I say this as someone who does not particularly like her father very much. (laughs) I just like, I cannot imagine being in her position. Absolutely incredible. One of those potential victims is Carol Marlene Sullins, who was last seen on August 31st, 1991. She was seen in the parking lot of the Valley of the Dolls nightclub in Galena, Kansas, where she was a dancer. She was only 18 years old. And she vanished after speaking with unidentified male in a dark-colored pickup truck. Someone was charged with aggravated battery in this case, but it was one of those things where he was charged for sexually assaulting her, but not killing her, which is terrible to think about. Oh God. So she is someone who is being looked at as potentially being the green dress Jane Doe that he sketched. Oh, okay. And it's 
Oh my god, it's all just so sad. The fact that they're linking more and more people to him years later like this is horrifying because he is one of those people that is genuinely one of the most evil human beings that has ever existed. And he, again, like a lot of them, he's still alive. Well, I think the thing that's so sad is I'm happy to see that these poor fucking victims are being identified and being able to be properly put to rest after all this time. However, you hope each one is the last one. You never want there to be more. Agreed. And I mean, we saw new victims that have been identified with guys like John Wayne Gacy recently, which is, you know, I'm glad that they get the closure. But at the same time, I just you hate to see it. Yeah, you hope that whatever fucking number is on their Wikipedia as of right now, you hope that number does not climb. Right. At the same time, though, I would personally love to see him just go down even further because he is a terrible, terrible man. And if this coming out somehow can make his life even worse, I'll take it. You know what? If there are more victims out there to be found and identify, I 3000% hope we do because each time we do, we prove to him that he's not as fucking smart as he thinks he is. He is awful and evil and he's going to rot in prison for the rest of his life. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Okay, so to sort of wrap up that segment with something a little more lighthearted, I'm bringing back a little segment that we've done before with the Victorian words and their definition. So I read out the word and Dina tries to guess what it means. I didn't do very well last time, so I'm excited for this. Okay, so the first one we're starting with is a whooperoo. Sorry. (laughs) A whooper ups. A whooper ups? A whooper ups, W H O O P E R U P S, whooper ups. Okay. I'm going to guess that it is like when you you do something accidentally. It's whoops, like you 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 did a whooper ups. You messed up a little <laughs> bit. I like that, but no, it is not. It is apparently a Victorian word to describe people who are not only bad singers, but just really loud about it at the same time. <laughs> That's so specific. I love it. You'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, so-and-so is a real whooper ups. <laughs> I love that. That again, that's a very specific insult and that is something I like that. I do too. The Victorians, I tell you, they had a way with words. So They really did. The next one is a little more related to a lot of the content we usually discuss and it is called a collar day. Ooh. Collar as in like a uh, the collar of a shirt sort of thing. A serious day, a day where something bad has happened. Pretty close. It would be your execution day. Collar being kind of like a cheeky way of being like noose. (laughs) Oh, no, that's terrible. And on another really kind of gross uh, subject, this sounds like it would be saucy. It really isn't. But a gentleman's companion. Oh, um, okay. So hold on. You're saying it's not saucy. It's not saucy. Okay, so that is like... A little buddy, a friend, a, you know. A, a... Oh, pretty cool. Well, kind of, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> it is lice. Oh, oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, he's your little buddy, your little companion that travels with you because he's on your scalp. 
I mean, I guess that's true. That's definitely true. That's very, again, I don't like it. That's yucky. I don't want one of those companions. No, nobody does. <laughs> and to round it out, this one, it actually means exactly kind of how we use it today, which really surprised me. But crib. A house. Yes, exactly. Really? They, yeah, they said it, they used it like as your house or wherever you were resting for the night. So you'd be like, yeah, I'm going back to my crib. <laughs> I cannot even imagine that. That's so strange. 100% because when I think of like crib in that sort of version of the definition, I definitely think about like the TV show Cribs, right? Yeah. So yeah, it is actually an old Victorian word for exactly the same thing. Okay, the more you know, that's very interesting. Yeah, so just in case you didn't learn something new today, I hope you did at least with the Victorian words. <laughs> All right, we're going to close this episode off with another strange and unusual death. Oh, I can't wait. Today, unfortunately, I'm talking about 20 people. Oh, dear. So we're going to go back. We're not going back very far. We're going to go back to August 25th, 2010. 20 passengers and crew of a Let L410 Turbolet were killed in a crash because oh God. a passenger had smuggled a crocodile on board. <gasps> And you know what? I was not imagining where that was going at all. <laughs> right? I probably spiked your audio again there too. But whoa. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Okay, so what happened? This is so bad. So this one passenger smuggled this crocodile and it escaped mid-flight. Oh my God. And all of a sudden, someone's like, there's a crocodile on board. And everyone starts screaming, of course. And they get up out of their seats and they rush forward. Oh no. And that caused the plane to lose balance. Yeah, weight distribution is a thing. <laughs> yeah. And so they lost control and it crashed. Oh shit. So did he just have it in his carry-on? So there was one survivor. Okay. And they said that a crocodile had been smuggled in a duffel bag by one of the passengers and that it got out of the duffel bag. Oh my God. It was probably just like thrashing about the entire time. Who didn't notice a crocodile, guys? And I'm going to tell you the worst part of it all. Well, honestly, I guess it's terrible to say the word, this is the worst part of it all, but it's kind of the, the cherry on top of the terrible little icing, uh... Sunday, bad times. Yeah. <laughs> the crocodile survived, Charlotte. Oh my God. Prehistoric wonders for a reason. Like, that's amazing. And then they killed it with a machete. No, <laughs> Dina, why did you set me up like that to break my heart? Isn't that terrible? Like, doesn't that just make it so much worse? My fucking heart weeps for that poor crocodile. He did not deserve that. Justice for that fucking crocodile, please. Right? Isn't that just, I mean, he did not deserve to die. Um, no one, no one deserved to die in this story. Not that anyone ever would, really. But, I mean, that's terrible. Oh my goodness, that is truly tragic in the most roller coaster of emotions kind of way. Right? 
Holy shit. I have to well, say, you, know, you have made my jaw drop with that one. <laughs> here's the thing. We aren't even close to ever running out of these deaths because so many of them are so crazy and people just die in really shitty ways all the time. The list is not probably going to get shorter anytime soon, that's for sure. <laughs> no, it is not. All right, guys. Well, that is where we will leave you for today. Thank you so much for listening, as always. You can, of course, find all our other episodes on all the other platforms. You can check out the links in our description below for our social medias and our Tiki Talk and all that good stuff. Yeah, we have been wanting to go live. We don't know where. Apparently, we can't make that decision. <laughs> well, apparently on TikTok, you need a thousand followers to go live, which is something we learned the other day. So yeah, if you're not following us on TikTok and that's your jam, feel free to search us up. We're just the grim curriculum on basically everything. Yeah, and that kind of thing helps. We really appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening, everyone. This has been the Grim Curriculum Extra, Extra Credit. Credit.